Welcome to Everything Yesterday This Morning, a 15 to 20 minute daily recap of headlines you may have missed. Come for the news, stay for the snarky commentary. Good morning and welcome to Tuesday's edition of Everything Yesterday This Morning. I'm your host, literally Heather. I am still sick, So please forgive me as I munch on cough drops and chug water to make it through the episode. So um, more than 5.4 million Twitter user records, including personal phone numbers and email addresses, are up for grabs on the dark web in a massive data dump that some believe the Elon Musk-owned firm is attempting to cover up. The data dump was identified by Chad Loader, who is the founder of cybersecurity awareness company Habituate, who shared the news in a post to his Twitter account on November 23rd. His account was suspended shortly after posting. Loader announced the attack impacted users in the European Union and the United States, and the data exposed is enough to unleash phishing attacks to obtain login credentials, Uh, Removing Loader's tweets and suspension has sparked concerns that Twitter is trying to hide the issue, with some Twitter users saying that Musk banned Loader for exposing how weak Twitter security is. The user data was first posted on a hacking forum with a $30,000 price tag in July, but the recent sale offers this information for free, according to Bleeping Computer. Bleeping Computer reports that Pom Pom Purin, the owner of the breached hacking forum, is responsible for exploiting the flaw in December and created the extensive database that was then posted online by a hacker known as, quote, Devil. This hacker listed 5,485,636 user account records on the dark web in July and is believed two parties purchased the information for less than the $30,000 price tag. And on top of the 5.4 million records, there were an additional 1.4 million Twitter profiles for suspended users collected at a diff- using a different API. Pom Pom Purin told Bleeping Computer, they are not involved with the latest data dump. This suggests that multiple people or hacking groups took advantage of the flaw last December. In September, and now more recently on November 24th, the 5.4 million Twitter records have now been shared for free on a hacking forum. Bleeping Computer is now warning users to be wary of emails from Twitter, as they could likely be fake and designed to steal login credentials. If you receive an email claiming your account was suspended, that there are login issues, or you're about to lose your verified status, It prompts you to log in onto a non-Twitter domain. Ignore those emails and delete them as they are likely phishing attempts. Loader sounded the alarm about the latest dump in a tweet, quote, I have just received evidence of a massive Twitter data breach affecting millions of Twitter accounts in the EU and US. I've contacted a sample of the affected accounts and they confirmed that the breach data is accurate. This breach occurred no earlier than 2021. However, Loader is also known as an anti-fascist blogger who helped identify a Proud Boy member who, was, who attacked policemen on January 26th. 
according to a Reddit post shared on Friday. I talked about this with um, some with Grumpa on my podcast. The primary is to defend against it, but the close secondary is to mitigate the risk and fallout when and if it happens, when being the apropos term. Because you have to get it right all the time. From a protection perspective, a hacker only needs to get it right one time. It's hard to blame Elon if the breach happened prior to him taking over the company, but suspending the person who's revealing the breach is less than cool. Speaking of Twitter and Musk, the world's richest man has officially declared war on the world's largest tech company. Musk accused Apple of censorship and monopolistic practices in a series of tweets, claiming that the company mostly stopped advertising on Twitter and questioned whether Apple and its CEO Tim Cook hate free speech in America. Apple has also threatened to withhold Twitter from its app store, but won't tell us why, Musk tweeted, providing a reason for his recent criticism. Musk also knocked the 30% fee that Apple takes from most sales through the company's app store, tweeting a photo of a highway sign with two options, pay 30% or go to war, with a car choosing the go to war path. Many smaller companies have previously slammed Apple's 30% app store fee, and it is the subject of an ongoing legal battle between Fortnite video game maker Epic Games and the tech giant. This isn't the first time that Musk has critiqued Apple's app store. In May, Musk said the 30% fee was literally 10 times higher than it should be. So, in other words, it's like the government and the taxes they take from us? Got it. Monday's attacks escalate the feud between Musk and Cook. Musk has not shied away from lambasting other high-profile billionaires, tweeting criticisms of the likes of Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates in the past. Okay, this next article is going to take up pretty much the rest of the show, but um, it's important. So anyway, I came across an article with a headline that said, quote, human rights, LGBTQ plus organizations oppose kids online safety act. I thought, that's odd. I'd want kids to be safe online. Why would organizations be in opposition of that? So I decided to read the letter that they wrote to Congress, and I'll share that with you uh, shortly. But first, I wanted to read the actual legislation that they're opposing. So I looked up the bill. And the result was a bill to designate the facility of the United States Postal Service located at 135 West Wisconsin Street in Russell, Kansas, as the Robert J. Dole Memorial Post Office Building. I came to two conclusions very quickly. Number one, that the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee that thought this needed to be a bill voted on in 2021 tells me the federal government is a total and complete waste of space. And number two, I obviously typed in the wrong bill. The link to the correct bill will be in my show notes, but it is the S3663 or Kids Online Safety Act, referred to um, as COSA. This legislation was introduced by Senator Blumenthal as well as Senator Blackburn, so it is bipartisan introduction. The first section of the bill deals with, quote, duty of care, with subcategories like best interests, indicating that a covered platform 
has a duty to act in the best interest of a minor that uses the platform's products or services. Prevention of harm to minors. In acting in the best interest of minors, platforms have a duty to prevent and mitigate heightened risks of physical, emotional, developmental, or material harms to minors posed by materials on or engagement with the platform, including things like promotion of self-harm, suicide, eating disorders, substance abuse, patterns of use that indicate or encourage addiction-like behaviors, physical harm, online bullying and harassment of a minor, sexual exploitation, including enticement, grooming, sex trafficking, and sexual abuse of minors, and trafficking of online child sexual abuse material, promotion and marketing of products or services that are unlawful to minors, such as illegal drugs, tobacco, gambling, and predatory, unfair, or deceptive marketing practices. The remaining sections include safeguards for minors, disclosure, transparency, independent research, market research, age verification, enforcement, kids' online safety council, authorization of appropriations, the effective date, and the severability. After having read the 30-page bill, I had some thoughts, but I wanted to see what the 90-plus LGBTQ and human rights organizations had to say about it first. I'm now going to share this letter with you. Normally, I would just summarize it, but some of the language in here needs to be emphasized. Okay. We, the under, the letter will also be in my show notes, by the way. Uh, we, the undersigned organizations, believe that the privacy, online safety, and digital well-being of children should be protected. However, S3663, or the Kids Online Safety Act, COSA, would undermine those goals for all people, but especially children, by effectively forcing providers to use invasive filtering and monitoring tools, like they don't already, jeopardizing private secure communications, hmm, incentivizing increased data collection on children and adults, and undermining the delivery of critical services to minors by public agencies like schools. We oppose this bill. COSA establishes a burdensome, vague duty of care to prevent harms to minors for a broad range of online services that are reasonably likely to be used by a person under the age of 17. While COSA's aims of preventing harassment, exploitation, and mental health trauma for minors are laudable, the legislation is unfortunately likely to have damaging, unintended consequences for young people. COSA would require online services to prevent a set of harms to minors, which is effectively an instruction to employ broad content filtering to limit minors' access to certain online content. Content filtering is notoriously imprecise. Filtering used by schools and libraries in response to the Children's Internet Protection Act has curtailed access to critical information such as sex education or resources for LGBTQ plus youth. Online services would face substantial pressure to over-moderate, including from state attorney general, 
seeking to make political points about what kind of information is appropriate for young people. At a time when books with LGBTQ plus themes are being banned from school libraries and people providing health care to trans children are being falsely accused of grooming, COSA would cut off another vital avenue of access to information for vulnerable youth. COSA would also require platforms to enable parental supervision of minors, use of their services, including controlling who the minor can communicate with, and limiting minors' access to certain kinds of content. Don't mind me sitting over here trying to figure out who minors need to communicate with besides their parents and their friends, and what content should they be engaging with that their parents wouldn't allow them to. The letter goes on to say, While parental control tools can be important safeguards for helping young children learn to navigate the internet, COSA would cover older minors as well and would have the practical effect of enabling parental surveillance of 15 and 16-year-olds. That language is interesting. Surveillance. Not parenting, but surveillance. Like you're spying. Older minors have their own independent rights to privacy and access to information. And not every parent-child dynamic is healthy or constructive because you guys are there to dictate that, right? Older minors have their own independent rights to privacy. From whom? From their parents? No, they do not. They absolutely do not. Ugh. COSA risks, I mean, I'm going to continue with the letter and then I'm going to get to my thoughts. COSA risks objecting teens who are experiencing domestic violence and parental abuse to additional forms of digital surveillance and control that could prevent these vulnerable youth from reaching out for help or support. And by creating strong incentives to filter and enable parental control over the content minors can access. COSA could also jeopardize young people's access to -to end-to-end encrypted technologies, which they depend on to access resources related to mental health and to keep their data safe from bad actors. Hmm. Moreover, COSA would counterintuitively encourage platforms to collect more personal information about all users. COSA would require platforms reasonably likely to be used by anyone under the age of 17 in practice, virtually all online services, to place some stringent limits on minors' use of their service, including restricting the ability for other users to find a minor's account and limiting features such as notifications that could increase the minor's use of the service. However sensible these features might be for young children, they would also fundamentally undermine the utility of messaging apps, social media, dating apps, and other communication services used by adults. Why are minors on dating apps? Why is that a concern for anybody? I I don't understand. Service providers will thus face strong incentives to employ age verification techniques to distinguish adult from minor users in order to apply these strict limits only to young people's accounts. 
age verification may require users to provide platforms with personally identifiable information, such as the date of birth, government-issued identification documents, which can threaten the user's privacy, including through the risk of data breaches and chill their willingness to access sensitive information online because they cannot do so anonymously. I'm trying to understand what sensitive information online do people need to acquire anonymously? This really sounds to me like, and I'm I'm trying really hard not to be like tinfoil hat here, but the way that this language is worded makes me feel like, you know, like child adult conversations that are inappropriate and shouldn't be taking place. This is an effort to to allow that to continue. Pedophiles and, you know, people that should not be communicating with children. Their parents are, I just, it just doesn't, I don't understand. I'm sorry. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> um, rather than age gating privacy settings and safety tools to apply only to minors, Congress should focus on ensuring that all users, regardless of age, benefit from strong privacy protections by passing comprehensive privacy legislation. Finally, COSA's provisions may also unduly burden and even undermine the work of key institutions that serve minors, including schools. Students increasingly use a wide range of technology in school settings, though learning platforms, student information systems, online gradebooks, parental portals, and tools for sharing student data with other governmental entities to determine eligibility for benefits. Provisions in COSA, however, broadly permit parents and children to opt out of algorithmic systems and to delete minors' personal data from a broad range of online services, including this kind of education technology. This may undermine algorithmic systems that provide core services like school or transportation assignments and allow the deletion of permanent records such as unflattering grades or disciplinary actions. These two provisions alone demonstrate that this bill will have unintended consequences on the delivery of core educational services to minors. Overbroad provisions without tailoring for schools may unintentionally burden the provision of educational and other services to students. In other words, we want full access to do, say, and uh, influence your children In short, while COSA has laudable goals, it also prevents significant unintended consequences that threaten the privacy, safety, and access to information rights of young people and adults alike. We urge members of Congress not to move COSA forward this this session, either as a standalone bill or attached to other urgent legislation, and encourage members to work towards solutions that protect young people's rights to privacy and access to information, and their ability to seek safe and trusted spaces to communicate online. This is going to make for a great debate Friday night, but in the meantime, I do have some thoughts. Let's start with the fact that parenting has diminished so significantly that Congress feels the need to step in and quote-unquote protect the children in lieu of their parents. This should not be a thing. Let's normalize teaching your children self-worth so they aren't seeking validation from the world in their pocket. 
They are not adults. They are your offspring. It is your responsibility to ensure that they are safe. This letter also attempts to distinguish a difference between children and older minors. They're still minors, period. The line that the letter uses that says COSA would cover older minors as well and would have the practical effect of enabling parental surveillance of a 15 and 16 year old. Um, good, because they're kids and we're the parents. It makes me wonder if any of these people have children at all. Do you even know what a parent's job is? Don't get me wrong. I can see some downsides and flaws to the impact of this legislation, especially for the companies online that would have to implement these restrictions. And I don't think the government should be having to write legislation to handle this situation. But to go as far as to say that acting as a parent and making sure your child is making good decisions online is surveillance and that kids should have access to inappropriate content because you'd rather them come to you for information than their parents, says way more about the organizations who signed off on this letter than it does for the people who drafted the legislation. Normally, I wouldn't spend so much of my show on one topic, but the future of our children, an emphasis of whose children they are and who is responsible for them, needs to be discussed. Since time is obviously running very long at this point, a couple other notable things that happened yesterday that I will include in the show description. Jill Biden unveiled this year's White House holiday theme and decorations. We the people. Don't worry, I laughed as hard as you are laughing right now as well. Hawaii's Uh, Mauna Loa volcano erupted after 38 years, and although lava has flowed out of the rift zone, evacuations still have not yet been ordered. Iran wants the United States banned for offending the country's dignity by displaying Iran's national flag on social media without the emblem of the Islamic Republic in support of protesters in Iran. FIFA has refused to respond at this point, And NATO returns today to one of its most controversial decisions, intent on repeating its vow that Ukraine will join the world's biggest military alliance one day. That is your Tuesday edition of Everything Yesterday This Morning. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Like, subscribe, turn on notifications, do all the things. I love you guys. You guys take care and have a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday. If you like today's show, be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications so you never miss an episode. Also, please don't forget to check out shouseinthehouse.com and never forget that free men do not need permission from any government. Have a great day.